Omaha Supernova's postgame show brought to you by Next Ag Appraisal and Realty. We are in Las Vegas. 3-1. Omaha wins it. They improved to 3-2 three, three and two for the season. And several stories unfold over the course of this thing. I'm Derek Pearson. Next to me, Coach Renee Saunders. Uh, we want to thank Harrison Arns and Super Producer Rico for getting us to it, through it. Uh, we'll have Coach in a bit, uh, but I'll ask Coach Saunders to take us through what she saw. What's what's the lead story? What's the thing that you your first takeaway? I mean, the lead story is that we made great adjustments and won on the road against a team that just beat us at home a couple days ago. And, I mean, that's going to be the story of this league. It's not going to be... You know, there's a good chance that there's a lot of teams that go two and two. So if we can pull out a couple road wins, start winning at home, and kind of get that ball rolling, that we should put ourselves in a good position for the for the end of the season. But but anytime you can win on the road, that's the number one thing. And then to win on the road and beat a team that you just lost to a week ago makes a big difference. Through all of this, right, we're looking for the the real formula, right? What's the formula for this Omaha team? We're still looking for it. I think we found, I, would, I think the crazy part about this team is everybody can play. And so if one formula is not working one day, when you're playing this schedule, when you're playing this many times against the same team, just having the depth to give them a different look makes a big difference. So we have, you know, Christina Vujkova now. Big difference in the middle. Big difference. We've got two great setters that run two different styles. Different teams might be able to adjust and play better against one of them than the other. So it gives us a little bit more freedom to like, hey, we might start this way, but I believe that you can get the job done too. And I think that's really important as well. So I just think this, this league is going to be a game of adjustments, a game of, you know, the great ones adjust the best. And if we can continue to make those adjustments and fine-tune some things and include, make sure that we're, you know, 17 strong in those adjustments, then when it comes down to the time we're like, we have to play number 14, we're ready and we're just as good as when we were with our top six. Through, through all of it, right? So changes made, a different starting lineup. Did you get from it what you thought you were going to get from it? You got to win, Right. Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase it because here's the thing. When you make changes, there's something you're trying to accomplish. Aside from the win, there's something that you're trying to engage. And putting bigger, different middle blockers out on the floor. Tori Dixon gave you a night tonight. Yeah, she had 18 swings, 9 kills. Our other middle, Christina Vuchkova, 24 swings, 9 kills. That middle production right there is three times as much as we had before. So, the, I mean, I think the main reason they switched to Nadi was to set the middle. Now Sydney's like, hey, I can set the middle too. So then now Sydney's making that same adjustment. Now both of our setters are setting the middle, which is why competition is so good. Because if one person's not doing something, you can get the other one to go do it. Then that one's like, hey, I can do that too. Let's give credit to, to, to Coach Coon for making the change early in the match and saying, you know what? Nani, we got to win in set one. Set two didn't go our way. I'll make a change, and then I'll adapt. Leaving Sydney Hilly out there to just perform at a high level, that's, gotta, that's a great call. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, the biggest thing what happened is Vegas with Maddox out there, she just jumped so high and hit so darn hard that it's really hard for, for a small blocker on that outside. So the other thing we could have done is we could have rotated them so that Shaben, was, Shaben Landsman was on her. Mm -hmm. But then you give up to to Gabby Gonzalez. I mean, you're gonna, you have to give somewhere, right? So putting Hilly in does give you a little bit bigger block, which makes a big difference. If both of them are setting the middle, um, I thought the connection today with Sydney in the middles and Sydney in the pins was significantly better. One miscommunication in, in set three, but outside of that, or maybe it was set two, but outside of that, I thought that they did a much better job. You made mention of how fluid Jess Shaven Landsman was, right? Just quietly being everywhere Omaha needed for her to be. What a big night for her. Yeah, she had 11 kills. Not her highest hitting efficiency. She only hit 190, but she still terminated at 35%. You know, and she did a good job. She adjusted on her block. She had 12 digs. Um, and, and I think she does other things out there. She was picking up balls on off block that we weren't picking up before. Just little things like that make a big difference. But I got to talk about Betty De La Cruz because mm -hmm. she terminated at 42%. She had 14 kills on 33 swings. And she hit 300 which is her second highest hitting efficiency of the season. And, and she was hitting balls harder than I've seen her hit them all year. I, we, we've talked about Betty as a server. We, I think she was better defensively tonight than she's been. Yeah, she was definitely, I mean, well, they were trying to serve at her, so she had to receive 15 serves. Actually, not 15 serves. I lied. She had to receive, uh, receive 32 serves. She perfect passed 19% of them, but 41% of them were still decent passes. So she did a good job of keeping the ball in front of her, not letting it go behind. That's the biggest thing. In serve-receive, you have Kendall, who's 40% of her balls are perfect. 75% of them are inside the 10-foot line. I mean, that kid was – she was unreal on serve-receive today. Dug about 11 balls. They stay away from her on defense, but, but she makes a difference in serve-receive because if you're a setter and you're in the pocket – it's like a quarterback in the pocket, right? You're in the pocket. You can dish the ball out to all your hitters. It's a lot easier. But I thought, I thought even Betty's serve receive was a lot better today. And to go through Sydney Hilly coming in and then being active, not only in the back line, she was active in digs, and then she was exceptional at the net. I love watching her swing from, from, from all over the court. I thought she was – I thought she, she and Brooke Nunviller – had just incredible oh, okay those are the numbers oh nice almost four thousand yeah, almost four thousand folks here on a thursday night in las vegas three thousand nine hundred and seventy four don't know what the capacity was let's talk about brooke nunviller and having her back in the lineup and again that was the thing that was missing in in match uh for the majority of match uh one against las vegas she was she was brilliant who was that brooke nunviller oh my gosh you would never know that her ankle was wrecked a couple weeks ago um, 40, she had the most swings. We really used her on the back row more than we ever had before. Mm. She had 42 swings, terminated 36% of them, and hit 210, which for a pin is decent. Like your, your middles, you want, you want, you know, around the 300 mark, pins around the 200 mark. Professional level, maybe even a little bit more, but, but that's, a, that's a solid outing for her. She also had 13 digs, had two aces, um, and then server C passed, again, right up there with... Um, with Kendall at 38% perfect. I want to put a pin there, and I want to come back. If Brooke's taking that many swings, I want to know why. I want to know why what they saw or maybe what you saw 
We'll talk about that from Coach Bush, Coach Saunders when we come back to the Supernovas postgame matchup. Omaha Supernovas postgame show brought to you by Next Ag Appraisal and Realty. Three sets to one. The Supernovas improve their record to three and two. And again, quite the performance. Quite the performance. I'm DP. Next to me, Coach Renee Saunders. And Coach, we were talking about Brooke Nunviller and the amount of swings that, that, that happens. And, and we've talked about it over the course of the season. Sometimes it's a plan. Sometimes it's just reactionary. Sometimes it's the right thing. What was it tonight that allowed Brooke Nunviller to get as many swings as she did? I mean, normally I would say because we're out of system, because most of the time if you're, your outsides are hitting the majority of the balls, you're out of system. But obviously our middles got a lot of feeds too. So I think her teammates trust her. I think they're trying to establish that back row attack and just work on it. So I think it's a combination of all those things. I don't think they did it because they felt they had to. I think they did it because they're trying to work on things. It's like the middles. We haven't set the middles this much all season. We're working on it. We're trying to get better. Um, and they and I think that's where it came from. So I think the extra swings that you saw coming out of Brooke were her back row attack swings. It Through all of it, right, that endurance, conditioning, all of that has to matter if you're not used to getting that number of swings. And then having big moment swings. Because <laughs> these were critical end-of-set swings that we were getting from Nunvilla. Um, and the impressive side of it was that she, she seemed to embrace being the go-to. Oh, yeah. I mean, great players want the ball. You know, I think Betty probably wanted the ball. I think Tori probably wanted the ball. I think Vuchkovo probably wanted the ball. I think all of them want the ball. They're all great players. I think Sydney trusts Brooke a lot. I think her teammates trust Brooke. You know, I think Brooke is always there to cover when someone else is hitting. Brooke is always there to communicate and serve, receive, and defense, whatever it is. I think that she's earned the respect and the trust of her teammates. She's a captain. Um, and whenever you have those qualities, if if you feel like you need to give the ball to someone that you trust, you give the ball to Brooke. Butchkova was just fantastic. She was just fantastic. Coach, what did we? What, what did the Supernovas get from Butchkova? She, a match changer. Straight up match changer because she doesn't always have to get kills and blocks, but she alters shots. And if she can alter shots, then we can play defense around that and then hopefully transition into attack. Like I said, it's part of your defense, right? Like you have your serve, you have your block, then you have your like actual like transition defense. And she really alters shots on her block, which then makes it easier for us to transition and attack back. Through, through all of it uh, and watching, one, what she does defensively, but her being a factor with her serve, her being a factor uh, offensively uh, with her swings, those are added value items when you're talking about uh, Vuchko. Yeah, she's had a, she had three digs. She had five blocks. She had nine kills. And that doesn't count, like, all the touches and balls she adjusted. Um, she missed two serves, but, you know, really in, in the whole scheme of things, that's, that's really a non-factor in, the, in this match. Are you curious at all that – with the depth of this roster that the rotations were kind of limited. Like, we didn't see much of Daniel Hart. We didn't see – like, we, we, we saw one flash of Paige Briggs. We didn't see a lot of the, 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 the bench tonight. Volleyball is a weird sport. If you have something that's working, you don't make changes. If you have something that's not working, you need to make changes. You know, you can give it a little bit of time to see if players can figure it out and change and – make the adjustments, but if they can't, then then you just go with you go with a sub. 
You know, the times that we saw subs were times where we needed changes. I don't think you sub just to sub at the professional level. Well, I mean, what had happened in previous matches was that you kind of dove in the pool and you were trying some things. Does this mean that you now know what you have and you know who to go to? You know that it worked today. Yeah. You don't know past that. That's that's going to be tough. I mean, but you're <laughs> that's got to be tough. You're going to play the same team two more times. They're going to make changes. Hopefully, you grow. But yeah, it'll be one of those things where we'll just see what we can do. Well, perfect timing since we're I talk, know. since we're talking about her ears. Her ears must be burning. Yeah, her ears must be burning. The fact that we were talking about her and, and asking. Now let's just go straight to the coach and ask her what her thinking was and what her no. uh, where she was and all this thing. My thinking. And hey, hmm. look at you, coach. Look well, at he's, you. He's asking me like <laughs> sub questions, like why you don't just sub, and I'm like, well, because when things are working, you don't sub. <laughs> well, well, but here's the here's the thing. It, it you, seems so logical. We, we, we if if that's what I'd seen going into in the previous five matches, I'd say okay, that makes perfect sense. I'll ask it you directly. Uh, one set, set two early. You decide. You know what, Sydney? I'm gonna I'm gonna tap you on the shoulder and give you the call. What did you ask her to do? What was the What was the thing you whispered to her when Sid went in? Yeah, I don't think I whispered. I honestly don't know because I talked to them before the match, so they both know the game plan. Yeah, probably something like keep the middles on you, but we just needed to study it out to be honest. And it was probably nothing more than the simple game plan. Um, but we just needed that. We needed her presence. And her and Nazi know their styles and what they bring to the team. And in yeah. that moment, we needed a steady. And I think you could see that that's kind of what happened. She steadied us out a little bit in there. When you made the change in the starting lineup, uh, going, going big in the middle, putting Tori back in the lineup, mm -hmm. what were you hoping for? We needed the physicality. We know we needed to defend them, both on their left side pin, but the slide attack. We needed to be able to manage that and slow it down. And so we went kind of a defensive route, but we also needed our middles and to be attacking the middle of the court or the net. And that is even with our back row attack. Like you could see Sid started going to the big, to the back row attack more because we needed to open up our pins. Like it had to happen. Um, and so those are just kind of little things that as the match goes on is just reminders of what we needed to do and the game plan we needed to stick to. Brooke, we were just talking that Brooke had a lot of swings from the back row. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's spectacular to watch. Mm -hmm. Great adjustments. Was that the plan? She, Coach said it was, it was you know, teammates trusting you and your swing. Mm -hmm. um, how much of that is, is, is what happened tonight with 40-plus swings? For sure. And it was, again, part of the game plan. The setters knew that, that we needed to be attacking the middle of the net. But Brooke was on. I mean, she had you running that that set, whether it's in system, out of system, they have to be going. And even Nazi, when she came out, I sat there and talked to her a little bit. And she even asked one time, she's like, Betty said she was ready. Was she ready? Was she ready on that big? It was so funny. And I'm like, honestly, she was saying back, back, back. So I think she would have stepped closed and just snapped it. So I'm like, yes, I would say yes. Physically, I don't know if you could feel her moving, but yes, I saw her saying it too. So it's just cool. But those are the conversations I appreciate being able to have with them. As players, when they're in the game, being able to talk through what's happening, what's going on out there. Like I sat with Kendall a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of momentum. There's a lot of energy. This place was awesome. Yeah. Super fun. This place was legit lit. And yeah. I was like, okay, everyone's losing their minds in set two. But it's just 
this is a special group, and I'm sure Fran would say the same thing about coaching this level and these athletes. It's fun because you don't really need to coach them. You basically just need to be, be able to have the conversations and keep them in check and keep them focused on their game plan. Coach? 42 swings from your middles. How happy does that make you? Yeah. I mean, it's execution of a game plan. I don't know how efficient they probably were, but I'm... 10 and... 330. Okay, good. 50%, 38%. Okay, okay, okay. And then we were, we were talking about Christina, right? And, like, she doesn't get all the kills. She doesn't get all the blocks. But, like, she impacts a match. Mm-hmm. And I yes. tried to, like, explain it to these guys. is like, if you're a basketball team with a seven-footer, you have to, like, a- attack that differently than a basketball team with nobody yes. over six foot, yep. right? Yep. And so with her adju- making people have to change shots, do you feel like your defense is more solid behind it because of her? Yes, but in the second set, I'm sure you noticed that our defense looked like it was on fire. So they there were, were, were yeah, happy I mean, pants. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, we were just, this is where we just needed to study. It just needed to all, and it, everyone just do your job. I think we were chasing a little bit, and but she is very vocal. So to go back to Herstina and just her mindset, level of play, the way she communicates, it is like a constant communication on what needs to happen, what is happening, questions though. It's not like her telling it's her conversating and like being engaged with everyone around her she came in served brooke was pursuing a ball off court and she's standing that reminding them to be ready and be patient like she she's like i know brooke's gonna get that ball so i'm gonna tell you people at the net to freaking be ready for this next ball that's coming and that was how she was in practice but it was like okay Mm -hmm. where do you go on this what do you do on this like she doesn't tell them what to do based on what she knows she just asks what they're doing so she knows what to do yep you and know, and so it makes just a big difference to how well, it's the acceleration. Make you. Yes, and it's the acceleration of like she just got in the gym with us, also. Right. And so it's like was a her genuine. First practice on Saturday uh, before you left for Grand Rapids. Was that her first practice? Friday, Saturday. Okay, so yes. second practice. Yes. Yeah, that you were at. Yeah. yeah, and she has no mm-hmm. problem like asking these questions and doing things like that, which I thought was awesome. So yeah. I asked you about Betty. <clears throat> she had 300 today. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest I've seen her hit balls. Yep. Like I know she can hit the ball hard. I've seen her in practice, but in a match. Yes. What was the what? Why today? What was different? I think that she. We were all laughing about it on the bench. I'm like, all right, Betty, here we go. Like when she cut that ball sharp. I was like, she what? missed the one out, but she that was Betty. She hit it hard. She has the control, her hand control, and just her natural hand on ball. That's why when she serves. How big is her hand? It's like double. It's huge. The size of Can you do yes. with it with the volleyball what she does with it? Because when she's serving, she just she holds it in a way that I. Well, I can palm a volleyball, but no, like her hand like goes around it. No. <laughs> she can like touch her thumb and her finger together at the bottom. Yes. <laughs> there, was a, there was a moment down here where uh, we thought there was a block, and Betty kind of looked over at you and gave you the, the, the wag. We, th- we, we had questioned on one whether was she just telling you, I thought it was hey, a, Coach, I know what I, what I did. I thought it was a Travis the, Kelsey, Andy Reid moment. I was like, dang, is Betty telling Bird to like No, no, out? no. <laughs> she was telling us not to challenge it. Yeah, yeah that's that, kind of what she we was, Because up. Thomas yeah. is like a hot finger over there, hot finger, and he'll like <laughs> challenge. And she was like, and so she, she messes with us, but that's what it was. There was no touch. And I go, I got you. I saw the no touch. You spatched that thing down the line. <laughs> You know, because she was swinging flat and there were no hands. So, but I was like, "Oh, I got you. I know, girl. I saw the no touch. That we're was not awesome. challenging it." So yeah. Kendall White has been so exceptional, and just when you talk about steady, mm-hmm. Kendall White is just she's the she's the fuel. She's the one that keeps mm-hmm. it moving. What is it about her? I mean, one, she plays so much. She's on the floor yep. so much. What is it? What's the thing? What does she provide that even knowledgeable fans may not see? 
It is her knowledge of the game and her competitiveness. And and we say that about a lot of them, like they're so competitive and they are. Everyone is. That's why they're here. Yeah. But it's the way she communicates and sometimes it's almost like, okay, like less is more sometimes and but her energy and her personality, that's her personality. Yeah. And so it's the personality and that fire that will will keep going, you know? And so the conversations, she will have conversations about where to be swinging, how we need to cover. And again, it's like an engagement of a conversation. And the thing that I'll applaud this team for is like, in order to communicate, you have to listen also. And so that is a balance. And it gets in the moments where it gets crazy and chaotic, like that's when you need to take a step back and be like, okay, let's listen. Has it gotten better uh, to that level, the communication? Has it gotten to it? Because having, having Christina just join mm -hmm. and then there's some verbiage that needs to be quickly mm -hmm. digested and put out there is this team communicating at a level 10 are you satisfied with the way this team communicates i don't think it's ever a 10 or satisfied i think there's always going to be ways that we can be better like there are things during this match and that we can clean up not even just physically but just even the communication like yeah. there was intense moments that second set yes there's a lot of things we can clean up and it didn't all have to do with the volleyball and so um we will continue to grow and get better at all of those things take us into the locker room what was the the moment when you walked back after the win what's the first thing you said well they were like chill they're just all sitting in there waiting for me to walk <laughs> in so i'm like is everyone in here we didn't even have it everyone but i was just like hey, I've said this, like, that was a back-to-back -back road win. I'm proud of you guys. And I looked over at Sid and I said, and I'm proud of you. And I told her that on the court, but I said, but I'm proud of you. And Nadi's not in here right now, but I'm proud of both of you because of the conversations and the changes that you guys have allowed us as a staff to make. And it's the way you respond and you stick together. And I'm like, that is huge in a team. And the fact that we could make that change in a match like that, and it was seamless, and we, it, you did your job. You were ready to go. You did your job. That is what will make like a team great and it's their relationships and it's so that's what i talked about how big was this road trip time together uh them getting out of the norm and kind of getting to know each other a little bit better i mean obviously it's going to be a grind i'm kind of glad we had a long road trip to start and it was cool that we got to be here they got to go and like hang out yesterday we had time and so i think that acclimation to the time zones and all that was huge um but it's always good to be together I actually love being on the road, and I think I can see this team does now too. It really focuses you in. There's not a lot of distractions, even though there are distractions. But, yeah, I'm proud of them. We it's, needed it. So is it more fun to get your crowd hype or silence them? I don't know, because this crowd was fun. <laughs> they were super fun. But they, by the fourth set, they were like, right. They were like so sad. Dude, when Tori blocked that one ball, like straight down. It was awesome. And it was silent. It's like, oh, can we cheer? Should we cheer? Yes, yes. Yeah, it was we awesome. had some Husker fans back here. Oh yeah, yeah. Of there course. were some people. Of some course, people. yeah. We're everywhere. Yeah. Well, Robin from Hawaii. She's right there. Yeah. She came up to me. She came up behind the bench, and I was like, "Wait a second. What? What are you doing here?" She's like, "Ruben called me." So she was here, and I was like, "Shout out!" <laughs> that like made my life. And the match hadn't even started. I'm like, "Yes." That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Look at what you've done, Coach. Look at what you've done. Two big road wins on the road, taking some, some shaky wheels and turning it into a rock-solid vehicle. Mm -hmm. This is impressive. It's the team. I mean, it's what yeah. they put into each other, too. Yeah. It really it really is the relationships that they've built and just the buy-in and the way that they're grinding together. Coach, fantastic. They're a solid group of human beings. Yeah, yeah they yeah. are. They are across the board. Well, 
Coach, congratulations. We're going to let you go enjoy your folks. We'll awesome. toward the break, and when we come to, uh, we'll come back and close it out again. Coach, congratulations. Thanks, Job guys. Well, job well done. More. Safety in numbers. I love when we're together. Hey, keep it, keep it moving. More on the Supernovas Radio Network coming up. Omaha Supernovas postgame show brought to you by Next Ag Appraisal and Realty. Welcome back to the next Ag Appraisal Realty postgame show here on the Supernovas Radio Network. I am not DP. DP's out doing some other business. I am Rico, joined by the coach, Renee Saunders, and setter extraordinaire, Sydney Hilly. Sydney, what's it, what was it like to just, I mean, you're on the bench, you're doing your thing, and then next thing you know, you're getting subbed in. What, what's going through your mind in that instance? There we go. We're good now? Yep. Okay. <laughs> it was definitely something I mentally prepared for, and I think every single person on the bench um, is staying ready because you never know when you have to go in. Um, and our slogan this year so far has been 17 strong because it takes every single person to be ready 100% of the time. Um, you never know when you have to go in and change a game. So I was definitely ready to go in, and I'm, I'm glad at the way we responded to the change. You guys almost came back and won the second set after you went in. Yeah. What kind of, like, what did you, like, what was your mindset going out there to try to get your team back in the game? Was it like a win one at a time mentality, or was it like we've got to get our middles going, we've got to do this? Like, what was your game plan when you went onto the court? Honestly, it was just to get a little bit of a spark going and a little bit of change of energy. Um, and I think that's the great thing about just being able to make in-game subs is that change of energy um, can just spark a run like the one that we went on. Um, and even though we lost that set, we, we gained momentum going into the, the third and the fourth. You talk about 17 strong, one of your newer additions, Christina Vuchkova. How big of a difference has she made at the front of the net for you guys? Oh, she's amazing. Playing uh, defense behind her is so easy because she makes <laughs> such you. great moves. She um, she's got great hands, great eyes. So, um, And setting her has been really fun, too. I mean, I'm so proud of the way she came in. She had, like, two days of practice and then seamlessly was in the starting lineup. So I think she's been doing so great, and I'm sure she'll only get better from here. Does she like it so far? I would say yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she's got to go to Michigan and Las Vegas. And, and she seems to mesh really well with you guys. And it seemed almost like a no-brainer. Because when she's out there, I tried to tell these guys like a basketball comparison. If you play a team with like a seven-footer, you got to change and move around them somehow versus a team that's all six-foot. I feel like she's our seven-footer. Mm -hmm. And I, her patience and her discipline at the net is unreal. Yeah. But she... She absolutely takes up a ton of space. Yeah, for sure. And she brings such great energy as well. I mean, some of the celebrations she does, is just it, it just sparks energy. So I love playing with her. Last match against the Vegas Thrilled, I think they hit like 20-some balls at you. Do you feel like you dug a lot of balls last match? Yeah. How come they didn't do it this match? They only, you only had six digs. Honestly, I think it was our block was doing a really great job, and I think that they had to kind of adjust and hit different shots. Um, but I think the ones that I did dig, it was mostly, like, off speed. Um, so I would just give all credits to the block on that. I, I, I experienced watching it as well, 100%. <laughs> uh, Brooke, Nunaviller, working that back row attack. As the match went on, I felt like you were taking more risk at making it faster and further in front of the tent. By the mm -hmm. end, I feel like it was, like, at five feet off the net. 
and she was getting kills. Do you guys feel like you're getting a better connection on that attack? Yeah, for sure. I think that's an attack that we haven't really utilized um, this far into the season, but I think it's a great weapon. She's so good at it and has such great range. But like, like you said, um, she's like, Sid, speed it up, lead me a little bit more. And I'm like, okay. Um, so we got our rhythm going, and I think that's going to be a really good weapon for us going forward. I think that same thing happened on the front row, right, where one ball I think you set her a little higher tempo and you had that little miscommunication, and right away, like, you figured it out. Mm -hmm. um, how do you? How would you rank this team's ability to communicate and listen on 1 to 10? Oh, it, probably a, a 10. I really? think the way that we communicate in rally, in between rallies, we just do so much problem solving and figuring out with each other. Um, where, like, I'm getting so much feedback from, like, Nati when I'm in, and I give feedback to Nati when she's in. So just learning from each other and um, moving forward like that, I think it's really valuable for a team, especially when you have new people coming in um, and being able to adjust. You guys have been fantastic communicating all season so far. And how, how important do you think this road trip was in, you know, it's a longer road trip. We've been on the road for a while, but how important do you think it was in kind of cementing that that foundation uh, between the team? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you go on the road, it's a big growth moment and good bonding for any team. Um, and these were two great teams that we got to play on the road in front of great crowds. So I think that we just improved from this, and I think that this is kind of our identity now, and I think we showed a lot of grit in these two matches, and I think that we're just going to keep that going forward, and I think it gave us a little bit of confidence to keep rolling and keep going. Who's your roommate for this road trip? Brooke. Brooke is? Mm -hmm. What did you learn about Brooke that you didn't know? Uh, I feel like I knew this already, but she does like 15 steps of her skincare routine like every morning. <laughs> I like wake up, I'm like, what is going on over I'm there? On I'm, step 12. I'm like throwing some water on my face, and she's like, all right, I got like a half an hour more. And I'm like, okay, see ya. She's like, we'll be good, we'll figure it out. But she's got great skin, you can see it, she's glowing. It's so 15 it works. steps. It's it 15 works. Steps. All of the steps, it's fantastic. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for joining us. Heck of a match. Uh, finally get to go home. It'll be good to everybody to sleep in their own beds, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to do it for our next Ag Appraisal Realty postgame show here on the Supernovas Radio Network. The Supernovas go 2-0 and on the road trip. A four-set win up in Grand Rapids, a four-set win down here in Las Vegas. We're going to send it back to the studio. They're going to go to national. But thank you all so much for listening to the Supernovas Radio Network.